It's great to see a full church. Man, I was telling you to the deacon, I said, it's just weird looking out and seeing all the pews full. So <clears throat> it's a great, uh, a great day to begin anew with Lent. What is the point of Lent? Just raise your hands, I'll call on you. It's, it's been a while, I know. What's, <laughs> what's the point of Lent? Fasting, well, that's a part of Lent. So that's good, but what's the point of Lent? What's it all about? Giving up something? Yeah, that's the worst part. <clears throat> Not the point, though, but another part. Good. Why are there all these children answering and there's no adults answering? <clears throat> all right, we'll stick with the kids. It's about Jesus. That's always the right answer. <laughs> One more. Good. Well, that's, that's the symbolism of it, right? Jesus is in the desert for 40 days. We have 40 days of fasting and prayer. The point, you guys, of Lent, <clears throat> and this is where I think we mess it up a lot. We look at it as, you know, fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. <clears throat> but those are parts of Lent. <clears throat> the point of Lent is conversion. And I'll give you a, a very simple analogy of conversion. Conversion means if God's there, conversion means I'm going this way. And when I have a conversion, I turn around and I go back that way. So the whole point of Lent is taking those things that pull you away from God and letting them go so that at the end of Lent, you actually look like a different person. It's all about letting go of the things that take you away from God and grabbing on to the things that bring you to God. <clears throat> so what's the point of Lent? All right, good. And we're going to come back to that, so I better get a stronger response to that. <clears throat> when I was in college, <clears throat> I did a lot of dumb things. But one of the things that I did was extremely stupid. Have you guys seen uh, Back to the Future 2? You remember the hoverboard? <clears throat> you remember it was the board that hovers, right? Hence its great name, the hoverboard. <clears throat> and there's a part in the movie when Marty McFly grabs onto the back of a car and he's riding the hoverboard. You remember that scene? And he's like ducked down and he's cruising. So me and my buddies thought we would reenact this. <clears throat> we didn't have a hoverboard, of course, because they're not real. So we took a skateboard, and we took the wheels off of it, and we were on snow, and we tied a rope to a car, and then we hung on to the back of the car, the rope, and we saw who could go the longest and the fastest. Now there's, there's a problem, there's a lot of problems with this, but <clears throat> the first problem with this, and I am no way condoning this behavior, the first problem with this is, it's illegal. We didn't know that, okay? Luckily, we didn't get arrested. But it's illegal. That's why you shouldn't do it. And there's a number of other reasons you shouldn't do it. The second reason I would say you shouldn't do it is because the person driving the car, this is the same in a boat, they don't realize how fast it feels on the back, right? If you're, in, if you're on the tube or if you're on a skateboard with no wheels on it on snow or ice. And so... As you go faster and faster and faster, it gets more and more unstable. So I went first because it was my idea. 
So I'm going, and at about five miles an hour, I felt like Marty McFly in Back to the Future 2. And it was great. But the driver kept going faster and faster and faster. Another thing that you don't realize is when you turn in a car or a boat and you're on a rope far behind, you tend to speed up a lot faster than the car does. So I'm going along and I'm at like 5, 10, 15, the board is shimmying all over the place and I'm like, I'm going to die. And so I just let go of the rope and flew off into this snowdrift and luckily uninjured. My buddy decides, as any young college man, that he has to outdo me. He has to go faster and he has to be more daring. So he gets on the back. He's at about 15, 20, 25. And I'm, I mean, we're shouting at him. We're like, dude, let go. You've got to let go. And he's like, I can't let go. I'm going too fast. Here's the problem. If you don't let go, guess what? You're just going to go faster and faster and faster. He didn't let go. He eventually wrecked. Got a mat. We were smart enough to wear helmets, by the way. Got a massive concussion. We had to take him to the ER. Almost broke his wrist. It was awful. So why do I tell you that story? Because sin is a lot like that rope. When you hang on to that rope, what we call sin, at the beginning you're like, hey, it's kind of fun. I'm having a good time. Good time, right? And, and the more you hang on to that rope, the more excitement you need. Because sin always has to build on itself in order to become more and more and more fun. And the more and more and more fun you're having, the faster and faster you begin to go. And you get to a point where you say, I can't let go. Because if I let go, I am going to hit rock bottom. I am going to crash and burn. I am going to ruin my life. And so people hang on to that rope for dear life. And that rope can be anything. That rope can be addictions. That rope can be any sin that you have. Now is the time to let go. And I know that's freaky. I know that as soon as you let go, you don't know where you're going to go, what direction, what you're going to hit. But to hang on is going to make it worse. And worse and worse. St. Paul says his second, his second reading, now is the time. Now is the day of salvation. Don't wait. The church gives us this day, this season, to look at our lives today and say, I'm going to let go of whatever is towing me, whatever is pulling me against my will, and I'm going to grab onto something new. I'm going to grab onto something new. And Jesus gives us three things to help us let go. What are those three things? It's in the gospel. I'll give you a hint. One starts with the letter P and it ends with rare. Can we somebody raise their hand and say it just for my goodness? Prayer, good. And then the next one is starts with an F and it ends with Asty. <laughs> fasting. Look at these kids are amazing. And the last one, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Good. Now remember, what is the point of Lent? How do we get there? 
You got it. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. These things are given to us for our conversion. I don't know about you guys, but I ramp up to Lent. Do you guys do this too? It's a terrible thing. You shouldn't do it. And I always say I'm not going to do it, but I do it anyway. You know, like I got to get my last pizza. I got to get my last beer or a couple. I got to get my, you know, last Whopper. I got to get my last whatever. That was yesterday. I got to get all these last things. And then, and then, Ash Wednesday, man, shut it down. 40 days where I, people always say, what, Father, what'd you give up for Lent? And I say, happiness. <laughs> I gave up all forms of natural happiness. But the point is, is when you get to Easter, and I do this all the time too, is when I get there, you're supposed to be a different person. But you're supposed to stay that different person. You're not supposed to get to Easter and just say, oh, now it's time to feast and go back to everything that I gave up. Prayer, fasting, almsgiving are given to us so that we can, we turn into new people. That's what Christianity is, is that you become the new man or the new woman. I mean, we don't, we don't give up chocolate or carbs or sugar or whatever so we can lose weight. <clears throat> like at the end of Lent, I'd be like, man, look at how good I look. No. It's not the exterior. It's the interior that needs to change. Now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. But it's not just about giving things up. It is about letting go. And those are our disciplines. But it's grabbing on to something too. Filling that void with something that you know God wants from you. So I give up TV. What are you going to replace it with? That's what conversion is. Taking out the old that's bad and putting in the new that's good. So instead of watching TV, instead of turning on the news, I'm going to stop by the church and pray. I'm going to do 15 minutes every single day. And our fasting, our fasting doesn't have to be bread and water. You're fasting. I was talking to a kid today. He's like, Father, I don't know what to fast from. I'm like, what do you love the most? He's like, ranch dressing. I'm like, I hear you, brother. (laughs) I said, what if you just gave up just ranch dressing? I said, do you like french fries? He's like, I love french fries. Do you like ketchup? Yeah, I love ketchup on my french fries. What if you just gave up ketchup? And when you feel the pain, the hunger pain, we don't just sit there and mope around about how terrible Lent is and how awful Ash Wednesday is. We offer it for people. When I feel that pain, I offer that for my aunt who's sick. I offer that for my son who's fallen away from the faith. I offer that for whatever. I promise if you can let go of those things that are pulling you in the direction you don't want to go and you can replace them with the things of God, you and I will be different at the end of this Lent. Make it count. Don't just come here and walk out. Make it count. And if you mess up, get up. Don't just say, oh, my Lent's over. I screwed up. I'm a loser. I say that almost every day of Lent to myself. But I keep going. 
Because I know I need conversion. All of you do. I think I've told this before, but in the movie Save It Private Ryan, that scene on the bridge, every Lent, it just echoes in my mind. When Tom Hanks, who's the captain, and the whole battalion's died trying to rescue Ryan. And he's laying on the bridge, bleeding out. And Ryan comes up to him and he says, Cap. And and the captain grabs him and he says, Ryan, earn this. Earn what these men sacrificed for you. Earn that. Don't let that be in vain. He gave it all. And so can we. It's just a matter of desire. My friends, I hope that you you experience the power of this season. Make it different. Make it special. It starts here in this church tonight. And on Easter morning, may you wake up a changed person. That is the point of Lent.